Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Purdy Insurance. Visit Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury or visit online at purdyinsurance.com. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Good afternoon, everybody. It is the Steve Jones Show on a Purdy Insurance Monday. We start a new week here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Matt Catrillo here with you. Steve is dialing in. He'll be in in a sec from the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. All new pre-owned inventory. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. And Sunbury Motors Kia, which is 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, online at sunburymotors.com. And as every Monday show is, brought to you by our good friends at Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury, or go to purdyinsurance.com. Home, auto, life, business, all your insurance needs, they got it for you to protect what matters most, all at Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury, or go to their website at purdyinsurance.com. So lots of good college football locally to recap of course the spring game or the spring practice i should say can't has come and gone now for penn state we'll get steve's thoughts on that and it was a good setup it was just good to have some energy back at beaver stadium with the amount of freshman students that were allowed in and etc just good to have that game day vibe back a little bit at beaver stadium for the first time in almost two years now and obviously good to have spring back in a glorified spring football showcase so to speak at beaver stadium it was good to have all that back and get a chance to look at stuff for the fall coming up here and lots of good nuggets really from over the week over the weekend from off the field too of course we'll get to the on on the field stuff in a second but for those of you that saw it jack ham had if you saw on the Penn State football a Twitter page, I think on, probably on the Facebook page too, where Jack Ham was in the Penn State locker room and announced who has the uh, <laughs> who who had this this with this with the scholarship announcement there. That was really yeah. really fun to see. Plus, he had the yep. Leslie the, who just turned a hundred. That call from uh-huh. from Coach Franklin. That was a lot. That was a lot of yeah. fun on Saturday. Yeah, I talked to her yesterday. Oh, you did. Oh. Oh yeah, sweet. Mm-hmm. I, I called her. Um, so let's start with Jack. I was um, I was given a front row seat to this. <laughs> yes, you were. As you can see on the video, you're right there. Um, and as Jack said to me later, it was really uh, James introduces him to the team. 
And he said to me later, he said, that's the greatest introduction I ever had. I mean, James gets up in front of the team. He says, you guys throw around the term goat all the time. He says, you don't know what the goat really is. The players are like, yeah. <laughs> and he says, he says, this guy, he says, he says, first team All-American. And the players all in unison, check. <laughs> he says, college football all fame, check. <laughs> Pro football all fame, check. Four Super Bowl rings, check. <laughs> it was... And I'm standing there, I think, this is the greatest thing going, right? And then Jack gives up, really makes the perfect length speech and the perfect topic, talking about how the Steelers didn't win unless they had the buy-in from all 45 guys. Yeah, all they cared about was winning. And that Joe Green, for example, sacrificed his game to play a certain way because all he cared about was wins. He said, you need everybody playing critical roles to win. He said, and a guy that fits that mold is Drew Hartlob. You're now on scholarship. And the place just goes crazy. And they lift them up on their shoulders. And it tells you how tight-knit this team is how much they care for each other because it was universally loved in the entire room that he got this. Tells you everything about Drew, but it tells you everything about them. And it was just fun for me to have a front row seat to witness it. <laughs> it was really it was I have to admit it's one of the really cool things I've seen in my life. It really, again, like James introduced him, the way the team reacted to Jack was so great. It really was. That was that was quite a scene. It was a real privilege to. Um, it was a real privilege just to be able to stand there and witness it. It's just, oh God, it's out there went, man, man, this is something else. <laughs> and this is you're talking about a team that just went through an hour and a half scrimmage. Hitting each other, the whole deal. The enthusiasm there was tremendous. It shows you what the value of scholarship is. I mean, Drew, he had he had no idea it was going to happen. No idea it was going to happen. As for uh, the Patriot League title game. Uh, you can't turn it over five times and win. You can't. It's as simple as that. Uh, the and that that was in the end. That's when Dave Chikini and I talk in a few moments. Who was just named an Eddie Robinson Award finalist. That'll be something obviously that we'll bring up because Dave's done a great job with the team. But we'll talk about that. You were you were there. Uh, the bothersome part is, is after being in Myrtle Beach all week, uh, I guess the suit is sitting over there right now. He thinks the game's today. Oh, uh, just, my almighty! That's it's just a good reason not to, you know, not to go on vacation the week of. I mean, it's just... Maybe it brought bad luck for them. I don't know. Not that I want to pl- place blame on anybody, but... 
No, I have several text messages from people saying you should have stayed. I don't know what that means. <laughs> uh, I, I, don't, I don't know what that means. I'm just... But, yeah, you can't turn it over five times. And that's just a recipe for disaster when that happens. And you have to get off the field on third down, especially on third and long. And that first drive, get up a third and 16, a 20-yard run, you can spell trouble right after that, after you get a sack and a tackle for a loss in the first two plays. Yeah. And those were the areas, Steve, where Bucknell was struggling all year was situational football offensively, converting on third down and fourth down, and converting in the red zone. That, that hurt him as well in that game, too, besides the five the five uh, turnovers. Well, and the the bottom line is uh, I think they set a really good foundation for the fall. No doubt. Which, which I'm going to get to when I talk to Dave here in a little bit. We're going to have Rich Scarcell on the show, show today. From the Reading Eagle, get his impressions of the practice on Saturday. Um. It's a practice. Now, number one, I think, as you said in the open, uh, it was great to see that. I think I said during the broadcast, they sent out invitations to the freshmen to be there. <laughs> I said, I said, Jack, it looks like everybody accepted. Uh, they had thousands. They had like 7,500 people there. And it sounded like 75,000. And there's no question that as time goes and more and more people get back into ballparks, stadiums, arenas, the appreciation for the fan that shows up is going to be greater than ever before. I think it's going to be greater than ever. Because the idea that, you know, I mean, the energy, the juice. I mean, it, it means everything. It means everything to the players. It means everything to the atmosphere. It means everything to TV. It means everything to a radio broadcast. I mean, when you've got that in the background and that energy, it just means so much when you're broadcasting a game. I mean, even in, let's take baseball. There is nothing like the background of the murmur in between pitches. It's a perfect soundtrack for baseball that we missed so much. So we're going to get into the scrimmage, talk a little bit about that and the scrimmage, the scrimmage part of it. A practice because it's the second one they've had in the stadium. The other one was a week before. They're going to do it one more time coming up on Friday. I think it's Friday evening it's going to be, and the seniors will be allowed to be in. They're going to go today, they're going to go on Wednesday, and then they're going to go Friday, and then that will be it until they get to fall camp or, you know, preseason training camp, whatever you want to call it. Men's soccer team at Penn State at large bid. They I mean, talk about earning it. They went eight and one and two. They're going to get UMass on Sunday, May second, in the second round of the NCAA's. UMass went seven one and three. They got an at large bid as well. They're going to play in Greensboro, North Carolina. The entire men's and women's tournaments will be in the Cary, North Carolina area. 
First time Penn State's been in the NCAA tournament in back-to-back years since 13 and 14. All right. We'll take a break. Today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. On News Radio 1070 WKOK. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Sunbury Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. We won games with special teams. We won games with defense. We had a player named Joe Green. We looked him up. But he, we played a defense, and it, it was a defense that stunned 4-3, and he bought into the fact that he's going to get double teamed on every play. He didn't care about being all pro. He cared about winning championships, and that's what it's all about. And a guy right here, I think that kind of a champion, that kind of a team player is Drew Hartlob. And he's on full scholarship now. (laughs) I I can't begin to tell you how neat it was to witness that. Just to be in the room. Like, like this is. I said to Jack, I go, that is really cool. <laughs> and then, I mean, you know, then afterward, I mean, every player wanted to come up and meet Jack. And, you know, because you remember, for some of the players on the team, um, because of last year, you know, you know, we weren't physically able to, like, interact with them. You know, we could watch practice, but we couldn't. So they, this is the first chance they really had a chance to like really meet them and the whole. It was great experience for all of them to meet somebody legendary like that. I mean, you're you know, I mean, you know that feeling. You're in the staff meeting with you know who every Monday. Oh my Almighty! I mean, Doug gets to work with somebody like that all the time. You sir are my hero. It's, I mean, do you guys ever think about what it's like for you guys to work with somebody like that? Always. Oh, that wasn't very encouraging. <laughs> God, that's, that didn't that didn't bring any it just that didn't bring any life to the table. The My goodness! On the deck, call the janitor. <laughs> he's your guy. Yeah, he's back in the office today. Your silence speaks for itself. 
evidently, I think Steve was so speechless that we lost him altogether. <laughs> so I uh, will have to work on that to bring him back. But yeah, he's absolutely right. That was that was that was breathtaking. That was really really fun to see with what happened with with Jack Ham for Drew Harlow. I mean, how many people can say that an NFL legend, Penn State legend? NFL Hall of Famer told you that you're on full scholarship. And that's that's just tremendous right there. So it was fun to play that that audio back. Oh, there we are. Sounds like we're back. <laughs> I, I said is uh, you must have been so stunned that you had a that the equipment even went out on you about Kevin being back in the office today. Uh, it's all a mirage. Um, <laughs> I mean, if you've watched Seinfeld enough, you can sleep in there, keep the door closed. Everybody thinks there's something really important going on. <laughs> he, he is Arcastanza. <laughs> you know, that's actually a very, very accurate comparison. <laughs> <laughs> He is our George Costanza. Hey. I mean, when, when Doug has to look over eight times in the broadcast and say, it's Holy Cross, <laughs> you might not be ready. <laughs> An incredible play by Fordham. All right, it's Holy Cross. What? Did they change opponents? Yes. Week to week, it's how they do it in this league. <laughs> week behind. <All> right. <laughs> Day late, dollar short. I don't want to get into the Suits Bank account, but... All right, we'll... <laughs> we'll come back, talk with Dave Giacchini. Finalist for the Eddie Robinson Award and well-deserved. And set up the future of Bucknell football. On News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Purdy Insurance. Taking your calls at 800 795 9565. This is The Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now, from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia. Hyundai for Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, online at sunburymotors.com. And with that, we bring in Dave Cicchini, the head football coach at Bucknell, one of the finalists for the Eddie Robinson Award. Coach, welcome back. Great to have you with us. Yeah, it's great to be here, Steve. Uh what was your reaction when you found out? Now, look, I know that this is a, this is a team game. It's a real team game for the coaches. But the fact that you and I'll say on behalf of your coaching staff were represented with being a finalist for the Eddie Robinson Award. Well, I, I tell you, it, it it's humbling, uh, but it really is a testament to our staff. Um, you know, this this year being so unique, uh, just to get your team to the season itself, just to be able to play. 
uh, a game uh, became a challenge uh, in itself. And, and uh, we did a, a great job. I, I've got a great group of young men uh, who are assistants that, um, you know, uh, worked tirelessly. Uh, we were short-staffed for most of, of the year. Uh, there was a hiring freeze on campus. And, and as we lost a coach here or there, uh, we weren't able to, uh, to uh, fill those open positions. So we had a lot of guys on our staff that were wearing a bunch of different hats, uh, not always – you know, able to focus on the game of football when they're worrying about uh, filming practices and, and things like that. So it was a huge challenge for us to overcome, and, and I think uh, it, that's that's great recognition for all of my assistants uh, to have my name uh, up there as a finalist. You and I both know it is uh, almost impossible, not completely, but almost impossible to win a game when you turn it over five times. Uh, in the in the end, I mean, how much did that put you behind the eight ball trying to fight uphill all afternoon? Yeah, it was uh, it was terrible. It was it was nearly insurmountable. Uh, right from the second offensive snap that we ran, we we threw an interception, which was a great play uh, by the Holy Cross inside linebacker. Phenomenal play. You just got to shake some of those off. Those happen sometimes, uh, but uh, we just kept compounding it. You know, we, we went down seventeen nothing early. Nobody on our team panicked. We're a veteran group. We hung in there. We dug in. Started playing better defense and tackling. Started moving the ball on offense. And we were slowly chipping it away and going into the second half chipping it away but then again our last four possessions of the game when we needed points and we needed to to finish that comeback uh we threw three interceptions and and unfortunately had a bad snap uh go over our punter's head for a safety and and that's a tough way to end a season <laughs> to, to be close to be involved in a championship game and, and then that uh, to be the kind of the, the taste that's left in your mouth after it's all said and done from, from one really bad quarter and a bunch of turnovers unfortunately all right. Um, as a coach, when did you start thinking about the fall? Saturday night? <laughs> yesterday? Yeah, definitely Saturday night. Uh, it's, it's You're always thinking. You're always moving on. And, and you have to be forward-thinking, particularly when the fall is just around the corner. It's not like a normal season where you know, you've got uh, nine months to, to slowly get through recruiting and reevaluate, watch your cutoffs, you know, uh, analyze the season, what you did great and what you need to work on, and, and we're just on fast-forward right now. We've, we've got to get caught up with recruiting here in the spring, and, and we've got a season that's that's coming up four months away, and, and so it's it's uh, less than half the lead time you, know, you normally have getting ready for a season. So so really just the circumstances force you to just think about that. You know, there, there, there really is no time to dwell on what happened. It's about, hey, how are you going to get your, you know, this, this group uh, of young men that are returning and an incoming class of freshmen, how are you going to get them ready uh, by the time August rolls around here and, and uh, the next season's upon us. So let's pick up on that theme right there. Of the players that you played this spring that will be back for the fall, what kind of foundation do you feel that you laid so that when you get to training camp, you're on the fast track with certain things? Yeah, you know, I, I got to give credit to our seniors. Uh, they did a phenomenal job this year. They really were outstanding leaders. And I think they really 
set the bar. You know, I think every senior class that's going to come through here uh, while I'm the head coach is going to be measured by what our senior class did here. Uh, again, with the amount of adversity and, you know, how easy it would have been for a lot of them, like a lot of schools where guys just opted out of the season and or, or went into the transfer portal and, and left. We didn't have a single player that didn't come back. Nobody transferred. Guys stuck with it. And, and uh, you know, a lot of the reasons why we were as successful as we were this this season was because of them. Uh, so they've, they, they've built that foundation. Now, we're losing a lot of good football players, particularly on the defensive side of the ball. Right. So there there's a void that's, that's there that uh, we've got some good young players that, that need to step up and have great you know summers here and preparing themselves to, to move into starting positions. Uh, on the offensive side of the ball, we're a little bit uh, better in terms of the amount of players uh, that, that come back. And we lose Logan Bittercoffer, our starting quarterback. Uh, we lose P.J. Barr. Uh, our, our best offensive lineman who started uh, at, at every single one of our offensive line positions in all my years of coaching. I've never seen an offensive lineman been able to do that, but he did it and he did it well. And, and so those are a couple of uh, uh, big losses that we have um, on the offensive side of the ball. We have a bunch of really good players coming back. Uh, Brandon Sanders, a first-team all-conference player. Dominic Lyles, a second-team all-conference player. We've got uh, some young running backs that, 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 that have, have played an awful lot of football for us and they're going to be coming back and and again we have a lot of these offensive linemen who started as true freshmen that are going to be coming back and have great careers ahead of themselves so so certainly a lot uh, that we're losing uh, in terms of that senior leadership but there's awful a lot uh, an awful lot of optimism looking into the season here and and uh, some of the young players that, that are looking to step into their shoes and, and, and hopefully continue this program on the upward swing obviously you have to as an employer the university stick to exactly what they need and want. And you talked about the hiring freeze. Uh, is there any indication where the door may be open for you to fill your positions? Yeah, I, I think so. You know, we've we you know Bucknell's done a tremendous job. I mean, uh, gosh, it's we're, we're certainly not the only school that that experienced this. I mean, you can look at some of the FBS programs and what they've gone through here over uh, this off season. Uh, you know, Bucknell has been very well prepared uh, for this, and and uh, I think now that we are entering this uh, the end, the last couple of weeks here of this semester, uh, we're going to be in great shape uh, financially, and and with that, hopefully. Uh, uh, the university will be able to kind of resume normal operations as we get into the summer here, uh, and we can get the rest of our staff filled. Okay, so how do you want to handle this off season? How do you want to handle? Have you started to think about how you want to handle the preseason since you played four games and played four games into mid to late April? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's big in your thinking. You know, you, you've got a turnaround time that's a lot shorter. Uh, four games isn't a lot, but it's still, you know, so we've got some players that are working on injuries and are going to have to heal up. Uh, so we're going to have to be uh, more careful in August than we have in a typical preseason camp, which, you know, sometimes you can liken to a meat grinder, right? You just grind through <laughs> it and have a lot of uh, long days and a lot of contact, and you get, you know, these guys just toughened up and 
and and that's not going to be the way that we're going to be able to approach camp uh, in August. We're going to have to make sure uh, that our young players get a lot of snaps, our incoming freshmen, uh, and, but the guys that are returning, we're going to make sure that we need them. We got, we we worked through you know what wound up being uh, uh, you know kind of like a uh, a spring ball on steroids, right? We practiced instead of one month and fifteen practices, right. you know, we got about four times the amount of practices, including games, and and that's given us a leg up, um, you know, going into August camp. But we really got to make sure that that we don't, uh, you know, hurt ourselves by not allowing our guys, our returning players, to make sure uh, that they're in the best shape, they've fully recovered, and, and that they're you know ready to take on uh, the physical rigors of you know a season that's you know going to be eleven games or longer here coming up this fall. What's the dead period been like for you to negotiate in terms of the recruiting part of it? Yeah, well, I'll be honest. A lot of it's been welcome because we've been in season. <laughs> you know, if you right, think no, about exactly. it, normally yeah, that helps. throughout uh, May and, and uh, you know parts of April, we're out on the road recruiting, and and uh, just with having the rigors of, of dealing the logistics of dealing with the season, uh, it's it's been a little bit of a godsend uh, for us. I mean, that being said, we're definitely behind. Uh, like any other school in the normal recruiting process, but uh, that that is something that uh, I, I don't know how many times I said to myself, "Gosh, thank goodness uh, you know, we're in the middle of a season right now." Because uh, if, if other teams, uh, FBS or FCS level teams, if they were out on the road recruiting while you know we were uh, you know out on the practice field, the game field, getting ready for football games, uh, that really would have put us behind the ball. Obviously, the. Uh the recruit is not just recruiting, but obviously there's transfers. Now basketball is far more pronounced. I mean, Nate Sestina went to Kentucky from Bucknell. John Meeks just ended up going to Charleston. Here, I know Barney Amore is the former punter at Colgate's transferred in, and he's here. Do do you have to recruit re-recruit some of your own players? Is that any thought for you uh, at Bucknell, your level? Uh, well, you you always have that. You know that's that's a part of the college game, and as the NCAA loosens its restrictions and and gives more power to the student athlete, that it has become a bigger and and bigger part of uh, just uh, retaining uh, your your uh, uh, student athletes, not just recruiting them. So it is a part. We're very very fortunate at Bucknell that you know we're, we're talking about you know really less than five percent of our team. So you know most of the players. One of the nice things of being at a university that has such a rich and well-deserved academic reputation that we have. There are a lot of players that are here uh, understand the value of a Bucknell education. They're not just going to college so that they can play football. And that, when that's the case, you tend to get people who are going to stick it out. You know, they might not be a starter. They might be a backup, maybe even a backup to someone who is a year younger than them, you know, eligibility-wise. But most of our guys have a great head on their shoulders. They're mature. Uh, and because they enjoy just the overall experience of Bucknell. Uh, they tend to stick it around here a little bit longer than I think at most institutions. Well, Coach, I think we have some connection issues with Steve. Uh, we'll also have to let you go. Okay. I appreciate the time as always. Congratulations on a terrific season, and we look forward to seeing you guys up in the fall at Christie Matthewson Memorial Stadium. Sure, no problem. You guys take care. All right, that is Bucknell head coach Dave Giacchini after a tough way to end the season for the Bison 33-10, losing in the Patriot League championship game to Holy Cross Saturday afternoon. But 
Of course, still, I guess, somewhat of a high note here, being the Eddie Robinson Award finalist. And lots of different challenges and things for him to juggle this year, and especially the, the, those hiring freezes. That's, that is just brutal. But the fact they were able to get through that and had, have the amount of success they had this year was pretty impressive. We'll come back on the other side after this. This is the Steve Jones Show here on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Purdy Insurance. Hi, this is Season from Purdy Insurance, and now that the warmer weather is on our minds, all of us at Purdy Insurance are ready to pair you up with the right coverage for that boat, RV, motorcycle, or jet ski. Enjoying the great outdoors is easy with the right coverage. Give Purdy Insurance a call at 570-286-5855, send us an email, or visit our website at purdyinsurance.com to see what we can do for you. Hey! I'm in the office. He's in the office, so you got here's the camera over here. So there you are. Okay. Now he can see you and you can see him. Now, I don't know why Barbara didn't tell me. I should have worn blue and white. It's a surprise. <laughs> Happy birthday. How are things going with you? Good, I miss you. Oh, I miss you, too. Well, well, happy birthday, and I miss you so much. I think that was on Friday, right? James called her Friday. Cause Jan, I t- yes. James told me James told me Thursday night that he was going to do a Zoom call with her. And she turned 100 on Saturday. And she always gets the last question at the quarterback club. And just love her. Just love her. So, uh, and James did. And James did a Zoom call with her on Friday, which was really, really neat. And uh, so, I had a chance to talk to her yesterday on the phone. I look better on the phone anyway. So, <laughs> some reason. <laughs> I was kidding with Mike Yursich the other day about how I have a perfect face for radio. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, Leslie, I mean, she, class of 1941. Now, that means she graduated 80 years ago. Yeah, that's amazing. 80, 80 years ago. And sharp? Oh, Absolutely. Sharp? No, you just got a taste of it. She's sharp. Very, very sharp. And I know James Franklin was just kidding with her about being in her 50th birthday later on in the in the call there but right she really looks very very good for a hundred oh, no, no. oh phenomenal phenomenal and she's just and her and her daughter barbara is so sweet so glad that right now leslie's in california uh they are coming back for the season i think in august i think they're coming back but right now they're out in california it was uh Glad he did that, but yeah, I talked. I talked to James about that Thursday night. I said, "You're gonna." I said, "You're gonna." I, said, I assume you're gonna call her, right? He says, "Yeah, we're doing a Zoom call." I said, "Great." <laughs> oh, yeah. Figure if I did a Zoom call with her, and she might not make it to 101. So, <laughs> oh, <laughs> you look so much better on the radio. All right. How about the? Did you see the Trevor Lawrence thing? I, yeah. I just 
every time I turn around, you have to deal today with so much, how shall I phrase this, stupidity? I was going to say BS, but that works too. <laughs> stupidity. you got a lot of immature people covering stuff now. I mean, like immature, completely immature. Because he says football is his entire life, he's going to be a failure because, because he actually has perspective on life. I thoroughly, completely love my job. Thoroughly, completely love my job. I love sitting there on Saturday announcing games. Man, I and you all, I immerse myself in my job. Oh, and guess what? When it comes time for me to spend time with my children and my wife, I spend time with my children and my wife. When it comes time for me to get on the floor and crawl around and chase my grandchildren around, I chase my grandchildren around. Because guess what? Okay? A well-rounded life with priorities can be a beautiful life. And you sit there and you have to defend that? You have to defend that? <laughs> you got to be kidding me. You have to be kidding me. How could he possibly be good if he doesn't judge himself by being a football player? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> here, all right. Crawl back in your hole. You'll be fine. Stay off Twitter two months. <laughs> Backlash. What? <laughs> Backlash. You want to know how you handle backlash? Hey, don't pay attention to it. It's like, yeah, so what? But suddenly Jacksonville's going to look at the tape and not draft them? <laughs> uh, the draft is going to be interesting, and I thought that on Football Morning in America on NBC, Peter King's column today, Peter talked to Gil Brandt who's 89 now, and he's going into his 67th draft. And perspective is so important. History is a great teacher of lessons. And that's why you do not for a second discount Gil Brandt. He said that he told Peter, this draft ranks first in terms of how unusual it is. The opt-outs kind of remind me of when we used to draft guys and then lose them for a year or two to military service. That happened all the time in the 60s. Very seldom did they come back the players they were. The same principle is involved here. Now, as somebody who was who loved sports during that particular time frame. Yeah, I mean, I was really getting into it. I remember guys being out military service all the time. When Vince Lombardi was the head coach in Washington for one year, there were so many problems in the country at that time in 1969 that there were players in the National Guard 
that were on guard duty all week, and then they would get them for the weekends to play. I mean, Elgin Baylor. Elgin Baylor, one of the truly great seasons of all time. He'd, he'd just play on weekends. He was in military service. I think it was, I want to say it was the 62 season. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. 